0: Hello, welcome to the Tuesday, May 17th, 2022 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Apple today released updates for pretty much... Everything in its portfolio, its macOS operating systems, Catalina, Big Sur, and Monterey, tvOS, iPadOS, iOS, watchOS, so every Apple product should be updated. We got a total of 86 different vulnerabilities. Now, among interesting vulnerabilities is, first of all, CVE-2022-22675. This vulnerability is an out-of-bounds Right issue and it allows an application to execute arbitrary code with kernel privileges so what this comes down to essentially approach escalation vulnerability if someone is able to run code in your system they're able to do so with kernel privileges this vulnerability was actually patched in Catalina in April and now we get the patch for uh, a Bixer as well. There was a little bit confusion back then why Apple didn't immediately come up with a patch for the older operating systems. I guess we got that patch now. Lots of approach escalation vulnerabilities, lots of issues in open source software like Apache, SIP, CLIP, uh, Open SSL and others are being addressed here. A couple other sort of interesting vulnerabilities. One fixes a problem with software update and this vulnerability could be used to access restricted files also quite a few wi-fi vulnerabilities for the most part i would uh, create them as privilege escalation vulnerabilities some denial of service vulnerabilities for example one of the vulnerabilities would allow an application to execute arbitrary code with system privileges i rated this as a uh, Approach escalation vulnerability. It doesn't look like an attacker would, for example, be able to uh, send data to the Wi-Fi interface in order to trigger this, but this is more where code already running on the system would use the Wi-Fi drivers or whatever component is really being exploited here in order to run code with elevated privileges. And let's stick with the uh, Apple here for another story. In recent updates to iOS uh, features were introduced like, for example, find my iPhone and also the ability, for example, to uh, pay for uh, subway fares and such with your iPhone that also work when the iPhone is turned off uh, or at least when it is in power reserve mode. Some of the processors involved here, like for NFC and for the ultra wideband, are taking very little power. So they're kept running in order to support these features because on many subway systems, for example, you will need to use your phone to get out of the system at your destination and in order for this to work of course you don't want to be locked in the subway if your phone ran out of power but researchers at the technical university darmstadt from their secure mobile networking lab were able to show how this can be used for new kinds of malware persistency where malware is loaded on these uh, chips and uh, then keep running even if the phone is turned off now the attack of course is anything but straightforward the paper goes into quite a bit of detail how they accomplish code execution using the Bluetooth chip but of course any code execution would be limited to this particular uh, subsystem because well the rest of the phone is turned off and well, other things that you may not necessarily expect to do anything, but uh, well, they actually leak data is web forms, where data is leaked before you actually submit the form. And this is just a matter of fact of a lot of modern uh, web applications, which use JavaScript in order to not only submit forms, but also implement a number of trackers and advertisements and things like that and as long as they're same origin with the form they have full access to anything you're typing into the form before you're even submitting it and these researchers at the University of Leuven in Belgium were able to find many of these user tracking scripts and the like that are actively recording keystrokes the problem here of course is that the user is not aware that the data may be. Submitted, Someone, for example, may type a password into a username field, uh, but uh, realize that before they submit the form. Well, at that point, it's already too late because that data may already have been transmitted to some advertiser or some tracking uh, data company. The problem has actually been sort of exploited in the past sometimes by these mage card attacks that deliberately injected malicious JavaScript into web pages in order to, for example, record credit card numbers and the like. In this case, it's really more scripts that are intentionally placed on the site that are showing this behavior. Well, that's it for today. As usual, if you like this podcast, uh, please leave a good review in your favorite podcast platform or if it's missing from your favorite platform, let me know. If you don't like this podcast, as usual, recommend it at least to your enemies or let me know what to improve about it. That's it. Thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.